I ask you to take your Bibles and go with me to the last book in the Old Testament, right to the left of Matthew, Malachi, chapter 4. Last book, last chapter, last verse in the Old Testament. Malachi chapter 4 there uh, in verse number 6. And as you're turning there, what I'd like to focus on this morning is the vision that I believe that the Lord is giving Rocky Mount Baptist Church, not necessarily overseas, but to reach the next generation here in Franklin County. Let's go to Malachi chapter 4, beginning in verse 6. The Bible says, and he, back in verse 5, this is Elijah the prophet, who many would identify with John the Baptist. Verse 5 says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes, and he will, notice this, the preaching of the truth will turn the hearts of fathers to their children, and the hearts of children to their fathers. Isn't that interesting? Let's let's go over that again. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. This is the last verse in the Old Testament, 400 years between the writing of this book and the coming of Jesus. During that time, it was a time of spiritual dryness in the nation of Israel. And that's the religious climate that Jesus came into. And a part of the gospel is so that families would be mended. And the facts are very simple with Rocky Mount Baptist Church. God has allowed us to reach a lot of people for his glory. We're trying to keep good records here and be good stewards and do things in the spirit of excellence so we... We recorded already this year, 36 people have come to join up with Rocky Mount Baptist Church. Many of those have gotten saved and they say, we want to follow through in baptism. And if I continue to recover, we're going to baptize a whole pile of y'all at one time. And it's going to be awesome. Amen. I might have to end up on Oxycontin, but we'll, we'll get it done. Some get coming to faith in Jesus coming out of an unchurched background. Some say, Jeff, I was saved, but there was a season of disobedience to where I ran from God and I was not involved in his local church. And come to that point of repentance and surrender to Christ. And there are others simply seeking the will of the Lord. They're connected with other faith fellowships around. And by that, we we don't mean the specific church faith fellowship. We mean a faith family, what sometimes we call the local church, seeking where the Lord would have them to go. And God has directed them to come here. Children's ministry is overflowing. Saw Michael's face when the kids just kept pouring back and pouring back. And after church yesterday, some of the uh, the workers back there, the volunteers, were just like, we had this many. I'm like, where are they coming from? Like, I don't know. Got a kid cloning factory, you know, or something like that. And and the Lord is blessing us. Um, but as I said, this morning's message is going to be a little bit different. We've seen the Lord reach a lot of Young adults, working adults, even senior citizens, praise God, who say, I will not be a part of a dead church. I want to go someplace to where God is at work. They prayed, the Holy Spirit brought them here. And seniors, we are so glad that you're here. Amen, young people. And we can, amen. 
And what we need to do, we need to love them. We need to be for their, there for them and also learn from them. Because it's very possible that you know a lot more when you're 70 plus than when you're 33. And God has given us people of all different ages. But here's, here's what we have before us. And in the next probably month or two, we are, I believe, going to make a do or die decision. Most of the ones that we have been able uh, to reach, we've reached some high school, middle school students. But everything here doesn't make sense. We've reached adults. We have kids and, and parents of young children. We want to be very careful with the way that we do this. We want to come alongside you. We don't want to get your child over to the side and say, do you want to ask Jesus into your heart? Which is not necessarily even a phrase that's in the Bible. Get them to pray a quick prayer. Tell you they're saved. Dunk them in the baptistry when they're three and they don't know anything. We want to come alongside you. In fact, we've only had like maybe just a few kids, a few people we've baptized under the age of 12 here. Not that we don't believe God can't save. God can save them when they're very young. But we want to come alongside you as the parents and equip you and help you lead your own child to Christ, you see. But we have a challenge in Franklin County. There is something called the next generation. They are 6th grade through 12th grade. Most of them were not brought to Sunday school or VBS by their parents. They don't know Jesus. And we're going to look at some statistics And we're going to make a decision with our hearts and also our giving in the next couple of months that I think is going to eventually make or break Rocky Mount Baptist Church. And I'll give you reasons why. So what we're doing this morning, we know that the gospel in Malachi was foretold to say when it comes, when the preaching of the truth comes, father's hearts and their children's hearts will be brought together through the gospel. So what has to happen Rocky Mount Baptist Church is for our hearts to change in this regard that we no longer Look at youth, and by that we're talking about teenagers. We no longer regard youth and family ministry as an option. It must now be viewed as a priority. Because if we don't reach the next generation, all it takes is one generation to lose a culture. And we're already seeing that. So what we need to do is we need to begin to pray fervently that God would give us the wisdom on what needs to be done. And secondly, not only do our hearts need to be changed, but our hands need to take action. We need to begin to Rocky Mount Baptist Church members. And listen, I don't like asking people for help if it's me, but I am not ashamed one bit. I don't feel one bit awkward saying if you're a part of Rocky Mount Baptist Church, let us begin to, if you, tithing, tithing is a great place to start. Always crickets. When you say that, always a great place to start biblically, to start giving so that the vision to reach the next generation will be possible here at Rocky Mount Baptist Church. So you say, Jeff, what, what if we, what if we don't act, then you lose the next generation? But what's the potential if we do act? The potential is if we truly put our energies, our money, our hearts, where our mouth is, we have an incredible potential to reach an increasingly secular culture here in Franklin County. So here's four reasons why we need to take care and grab a hold of the vision that God's giving us to reach the next generation. Number one, Jesus commanded us to make disciples of all nations. Number two, there's a need for an increasingly lost generation. 
They say that the millennials are 2000, or excuse me, 1980 to 2000. I was born in 1980. This is the largest baby boomers. I'm sorry, you guys just got edged out. The largest generation in the history of the United States was 77.9 million. The boomers had 76 million. Do you know how many of this generation claim to be evangelical Christians? 15%. That's called Hello Europe. But the good news is that they're generally open to spiritual matters. Our British friends across the pond in a 2005 survey said that only 5% of millennials were in even attended church in any regularity. You say, why is this? Well, there's a lot of factors. A lot of times people will blame MTV, uh, people in church, right? Right? Like, what's MTV? Really? Really? They'll say it's that. Some people say, well, it's the movies. You know, it's, it's, it's the music. It's this and it's that and it's all. It's not. It's not me. We okay this morning? I'm not going to look in the mirror and say, is my church doing everything that we can to invest in moms and dads to reach this next generation? Or are we more concerned about tradition, you see? Some of the older people see the change in the culture. They see the change in the dress, see the change in the hairstyle, say they see the change in all sorts of things. And a lot of your older people say, it just, I don't, I don't have anything in common with these kids today. One of the reasons that maybe if you're a boomer and up is because it's a totally different generation. 15% evangelical Christians. But here's the good news. We're finding through studies that millennials, young people, teenagers today, they're not necessarily as churched as previous generations, but they're very open to spiritual matters. Let me give you some statistics on why this 15 person. Do you realize the gravity of that? For those of you all that, that you're involved in, and you're the culture warriors, you know, standing up for, I guess, Christianity in the public place. Do you realize the voting impact of 15% evangelicals going to have the next generation? You will not recognize America, you see. So one thing that we can do is we can become very scared and we can go and we can grab onto tradition. We can stock up on ammo. We can, we can just think about the good old days. And by the way, how much ammo is... Too much? Never. Come on, hunters, where you at? All right? And like all of those things. And we can, we can kind of get, get together and say, okay, we got this. We're making budget. We got, we got Sunday school class and we got this. And it was awesome. The young adult, we get another Sunday school class started this morning. This one for young adults. It was so cool. I mean, it was packed out in the room. And James and Whitney, you guys got there late. So it was like duck, duck, goose in the middle. It was awesome because there was nowhere else to put people. It's great. So like we've got the 20s and the 30s and the 40s and the 50s and the 60s, 70s, 80s. And Brother Joe Sink and a couple of our ministers, 90s. Praise Jesus for that. World War II vets. I mean, the Lord's. But the temptation can be, we've got the, we've got people. So we'll stand around in a circle and look at each other. But what we don't realize is that there's already a tsunami of cultural change coming right behind us in the generation. So we can be scared and recoil. Or we can say, do you mean that only 15% of millennials are claiming to be evangelical Christians? And then generation Y, the ones born in 2000 to now, it's going to even, the, the, the trendographers say it's going to even be less Christian. Say, oh my goodness, 
Do you mean that it's possible that eight and a half people out of ten that you talk to are young, don't know Jesus? What a great opportunity! What a great opportunity that we're not going to like be, you know, CIA stealing. Like, so how's your youth group? Not good. Okay, we've got Paul Ware. Lame jokes all day long. Not, you should come to, you should come to our, you know, like trying to steal kids from other churches. Let all of that be in the past. It is wide open. It is wide open. So we can view it as something to fear or something to embrace as an opportunity. Here's some statistics on why it's not an option to emphasize children's ministry and youth ministry. 43% of American Christians are saved before age 13. 64% are saved before age 18. 13% between 18 and 21 equaling, check this out, from what we know across the board in the American church, 77% of all people who ever get saved in America get saved before age 21. Here's where it gets nuts. The Lord has, we did some, some work, almost 150 people have come to join Rocky Mount Baptist Church in just about these past little over four years. And most of those are over age 21. Do you, do we, do I realize the potential if we're able to actually put our money to do, I mean, student ministry and family ministry and people start getting saved here proportional, (laughs) proportional to the statistics that's talking about blowing off the walls to the glory of God. Imagine the impact of a vibrant Youth ministry. Some some people say, hold on, time out, Jeff. What about just focusing on the young adults who are just now coming back to church? Maybe they had kids. Maybe they had something happen. Or maybe they're just seeking the Lord. Why not focus on just young families? Well, we're grateful for every young family that's here. But we're focusing on the ones who will never have a chance to come back to church when they're 35. Because they were never brought to church. You see the difference? That whole idea that most of us have ingrained in our mind that some people, they go to youth group, they go to children's ministry, and then when they're like, you know, 25, 35, married with kids, then they come back to church. That's because they were raised by a generation that is now grandparents that's no longer raising their own children. That's not happening today. Kids that will never have a church to go back to. So, you know, Jeff, well, what about our little kids? You reach little kids through the parents. Because unless they're really good or really illegal, little kids don't drive themselves to church. Right? Reach them through the parents. You equip the parents. You minister to the parents and come alongside them to provide spiritual help for their children. But what we need to emphasize, I'm just going to put it all out there. We need to emphasize student ministry with middle school all the way through high school. Because this next generation, if we don't reach them in Franklin County, Franklin County, will absolutely change. And I want this next part for everybody to hear me very, very clearly. This is not a cut down against any of our youth ministry workers here or any of the other churches in Franklin County. But in Franklin County, there is no absolutely thriving, vibrant, 
busting out the walls, kids being saved all the time, youth ministry in any of the churches. It's not a put down. It's just a fact. Some of the churches are dying. A few of the churches are growing. Praise God. God has chosen to bless Rocky Mount Baptist Church. But our growth is not keeping up with population growth in Franklin County. Not only that, with the amount of people that we've reached, very few have been students. So we're losing this generation. What we want to do is we want to, I believe, the vision that God is giving us to reach these students, 6th grade through 12th grade, before they make these life decisions like getting married. Y'all seen the, the shirt? It's like a Nintendo shirt. It has a guy and then, then a guy and a girl married. It's just like that married picture. It says game over, right? It's like, it's, it's, you're, you're, come on. You're there. You're married. Life choices, adult choices. And by the time you're, you're finished with high school, you're either going into a trade school, you're going right into the workforce, military, college, and you don't have that much time to think about the true worldview issues. But if you can win students to Christ before they're age 18, it is unlimited potential to do things for Jesus Christ. Because it's not an issue of God's calling me into ministry. I've got a wife. Honey, what do you think about us going to India? She's like, oh, let me pray about it. We've got three kids and all of those issues. I mean, you're single. You're young. You can do things for Christ that you could never do once you're married and settle down. What we want to do is target these students who are on their way to adulthood. And right now, for our Rocky Mount Baptist Church longtime members, we're going to be real honest, aren't we? In the past, and I was not here, some of what was done under the name of youth ministry was not done well. Years ago. And if you don't know what this has to do, if you've never heard this, then that may be a good thing. Sometimes it's kind of like, it's kind of like restaurants. It's like this. Like, um, how many Subway fans do we have? Some of y'all guilty. I don't know, right? Subway, all right? For those of you, um, let's just be really honest. How many of you cannot stand Subway? Yes, Pat Collins. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, now think, think about restaurants. I mean, any of those. If you go to a restaurant and you have a bad experience, or you get bad service, or like Rose's Tacos in Fort Worth, Texas... I went to Rose's Tacos, but the tacos did not stay where they were intended to stay. Never again. Never again. They say, Jeff, you want to go to Taco Tuesdays? I say, I'll do Taco Tuesdays. I shouldn't say that. I'll do Taco Tuesdays at Taco Bell. That's saying something. You can go to Rose's. And sometimes when you have a bad experience with, we'll just talk about sandwiches. Like if you have a bad experience with Subway, you may still like going to Quiznos. But then if you switch over to Quiznos and you get the same bad experience and then you go to Firehouse Subs and you're just like, you know what? I'm just going to push back a little from the whole sandwich thing. Sometimes in churches, it can be that when you mention youth student ministries. What we're talking about here is pretty simple. The Lord has blessed us financially. People are giving. 
But there's no way that even a small percentage of us are actually giving biblically. There's no way. And we are on the edge of financially being able to justify and lead well to bring someone full-time to work with the youth and with the families. Now, if you've never seen what that looks like in a church, there may be some of us in here that have never had a healthy church experience. Do you realize how that's possible? To be a part of, especially Baptist church. To be a part of a church and it never be a healthy church. A healthy church is to where people are loving one another uh, and where uh, the, the church is not meetings driven, not fighting driven, not click driven. Church is a place to where families are reached for the glory of Christ, to where students are being saved. And so it may be something new, but we're right on that verge of being able to justify, and we don't have a person picked out. I actually had a meeting with one of our state leaders for about three hours last week, came over to the house Friday morning and just went through vision, giving me ideas, saying, you know, you need to lead well, you don't need to plow things through. He said, just cast a vision, just tell the people what's going on. So here's, here's the facts that the Lord has blessed us financially so that we're able to pay the bills um, and fix things because this is an old building. Uh, Jack Strickler and his building and grounds team actually fixed the steeple. Some of y'all don't know that. The steeple bottom was rotten. It almost was going to be able to fall. Imagine that. Fixed it because we had money to be able to do that and did it very economically. We've got an old building. Air conditioning is very practical. Air conditioning unit outside was put in when this thing was built. Late 70s. We still use heating oil, about twelve to seventeen, sixteen thousand dollars a year. So there's still things that we we have to do just to keep it going. There's updates that need to be to be done because we have an older building. Here's here's what we're putting forward this morning: that if we give, and we continue to give as God leads us to do so, we can bring someone who's going to be able to work with the students, to work with the families, so that we'll see that ministry of the church absolutely blow up. Here's a few stats about North America. 349 million people, North America, three out of four are not saved. 84% of the unchurched, at least somewhat likely to attend if someone in church invites them. Only 2% of church members invite an unchurched person to church. 90, 98% of churchgoers never extend an invitation in a given year. We want to change that. And let's look at your, your worship guide there. We've got some statistics for Franklin County. Franklin County has, in our beautiful county, a little over 56,000 people. The last number, Southern Baptist, Franklin County, right around 8,000. Average Southern Baptist church attendance, Franklin County, a little over 3,600 out of 56,000. Evangelical Christians, all the ones who believe the gospel, little over 16,500 people. Unchurched, and this is from last year, the statistics have not changed to my knowledge. Unchurched people in Franklin County, well over 32 boarding, probably now on 33,000 people. We maybe have, I don't know how many here this morning, we'll let the counter guys do that. But here's the thing, even with Growing churches were not keeping up with the pace of our growing county. You say, well, well let's, let's get someone part-time. We've looked into that. We've actually had two young men from Liberty with their wives come here even on Sunday morning. And both of them work full-time. And here's the issue with a part-time youth minister. If they're a full-time student, they're a full-time student in Lynchburg. 
Lynchburg, hour and 15 minutes to here, able to get here maybe on Sunday morning, get here just in time for Wednesday night. Not a whole lot of time to spare to spend with students and their families. Then if you get someone who's recently graduated, like one young man that we spoke to, he has his master's degree from Liberty Seminary, but he works full time. If you work full time in Lynchburg or in Franklin County, it leaves very little time to invest in students and their families. What I believe that the Lord would lead us to do is to realize the potential here in Franklin County. Some people say, well, let's, let's just look for somebody right now. The giving's not what it, the, the giving as of right now cannot justify bringing someone on. And I honestly think it's qualitatively unfair to bring somebody on staff and be like, all right, bro, we got you this first year, but you're really going to need to do some work because after that, we may have to let you go. It's like, well, what is that? That's, that's unfair. That's pressure on him, his wife, if they have kids. And I believe that we can do this to the glory of God. So here's the potential. The potential, the vision for Rocky Mount Baptist Church is to have a thriving student and youth ministry to where students give their lives to Christ, to where their parents are equipped and trained to be able to navigate raising teenagers in this day and time. And often what happens today is when you reach young men and young women in the teenage age range, their parents are reached through them. That's what happens. You minister to the kid and then the mom and dad get saved. And it is a way to say, you know what? The culture may be increasingly secular in other places, but as far as Franklin County, we're going to do what we can for Jesus Christ. About a mile away, we have Franklin County High School. How many of you are graduated from Franklin County High School? See, all right. Eagles all over the place. 2,400 plus high school students a mile away from this campus. Ben Franklin's a couple miles away, 800 plus students. If the statistics hold true, and if talking to pastors and youth ministers about the number of students that are involved in churches who go to Franklin County, we're not even talking about homeschool, we're not even talking about private school, Christian school. There are well over, well over 1,500 students who are not connected with anything at Franklin County High School. And I guarantee you, if you talk to our students, if you talk to students at the Y, you say, how many of your friends actually uh, claim to be followers of Christ, involved in churches, so forth and so on? It is a very, very small number. So here's the question. If we have that big of a job to do with Ben Franklin in middle school, in the high school, can we do it alone? Here's where it's going to get really, really uncomfortable. This is not only where we as Rocky Mount Baptist Church need to begin to pray fervently that God would give us clarity in the vision to reach students. Not only do we need to begin to give so that that vision will be made real so that we can support someone that we can bring here, but we need to start opening our eyes to network with other churches as well. I think I just said a cuss word in church. It is not just all about Rocky Mount Baptist Church. It's not just about our friends at Franklin Heights and at Furnish Creek. And praise God for Franklin Heights starting Cross Point. Some of you are like, did we just give a high five to another church? There needs to be Cross Points everywhere in Franklin County. 32 plus thousand unchurched? It's bizarre to me how sometimes in church we can be like, you know, the, the big churches and the big churches and they're taking, like, really? 
there's more out there than my mom used to say as a country saying, than you can shake a stick at. I mean, there's people to be reached. So not only we pray that God would give us the vision and the heart and the hands to reach students through Rocky Mount Baptist Church, begin to pray for other churches to have that same change of heart. One of my mentors said that when he was pastoring a church, he said there was an older man in the church who he says, he said, I wrote this down. He says, quote, I grew up in a traditional church, but when you keep baptizing my kids and my grandkids, I'll go to the wall for you. And may it be in Rocky Mount Baptist Church, regardless of preference, regardless of age, we would say, Lord Jesus, we want Malachi chapter 4, verse 6, to not only be real in our church, but in this whole county, to where the hearts of the fathers would be turned to their children, and the hearts of the children turned to their fathers, and kids through a student ministry. And we praise God for the youth ministry and the workers that are already here. They work full time, doing events on Sunday afternoon. We had like 30 kids at VBS. For the, I mean, do we realize the crazy, awesome potential of thinking as big as God is in this way? And how awesome would it be when you start reaching students? I mean, you've got the preps, right? You've got gosh, you've got kids in the night of 18 tatted up. Got all, I mean, they've got jewelry hanging out everywhere. If you baptize them, you've got to do it quick because they'll rust. And we praise God that He's got every kind of person in His church. People, man, you could, you, I mean, you, you're tatted up. You got the whole sleeve. Some of you, I mean, it's just like the comb over hair straight, suit and tie. Oh, Jesus is the Lord of all people. And the potential for a vibrant, full-on, emphasized, necessary youth ministry is such to where you wed the power of God's Word and the Holy Spirit to that youthful vigor. Because some of us that may have a little bit of age want to see kids running around and we're like, and you see them fall down and say, I'd be down there for six hours if that was me. But boom, they just get right back up. Little kids. And then we think about students and, oh, man, I wish I, we had time. And and we're over time. But praise God, we're not that kind of church that ends at, at 12 noon because usually those are dead churches because they limit God. But I wish I had time to tell you about my experience as a youth minister several years in South Carolina. We were able to reach a lot of rough kids and it was, it was just a beautiful thing to see these kids come and most of them smelled not the best and they came from these extremely poor homes, but they came and those college leaders that we had, praise God for them. They had a small group Bible study with them after the preaching on Wednesday night and we had godly senior citizens who would cook them food. Every Wednesday and these kids would come probably hadn't eaten very good and they would eat that food and they would listen to the gospel and even today on Facebook I get messages from them. What up Jeff? I mean I remember how they you know that's that's the voice. It's amazing to see what God can do with those who are very young. God has given us so much in so many areas at Rocky Mount Baptist Church. But I ask that you would pray with me. This is not a business meeting. We're not forming a committee. And Perry Noble said, God so loved the world that he did not send a committee. That's good. (laughs) Some people. This is simply so that my heart and I pray our hearts are on the same page. We don't know what it's going to look like. But please 
during this invitation time, we'd ask that you would start to pray with us that God would not just allow us to do youth ministry as great as our volunteers have done so far, but we would be able to do something so great that it would be a catalyst so that other churches in Franklin County would see what God can do through reaching students who were never brought to church.